Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking doc. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy Z Murray. What up, dog? This is Eshaw. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This your boy DJ Paul KOL for 360 Young Busy Ball. Vice World. This your man Matt Mine the Hell Razor. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you're listening to me on the Murder Master Music Show. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Prez. Welcome back to the Murder Master Music Show. This is episode 895. We're almost at that 900 mark. Tonight, I got a very special guest. He really needs no introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyway. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he's a member of the Lynch Mob. You know, we've had uh, all the greats on here, you know, like three, uh, Dazzy, uh, OG Chili Chill, and, of course, rest in peace, Shorty, Yo-Yo. Uh, it's a huge honor to welcome J.D. to the Murder Master Music Show. J.D., how you doing, brother? I'm good, brother. Thank you, man. And shout-out to Murder Master Music Show, man. Shout-out to Scott. Shout-out to everybody in the staff. And shout-out to the whole Lynch Mob, man, especially my nigga Ice Cube. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Uh, you guys have been rocking together for uh, such a long time, man. Uh, when did you first meet Ice Cube? Was he Purple Ice at that time? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It wasn't even, it was the stereo crew days, you know. Uh, she's a skag, and, you know, I got a fat girl on my jock. You know, I go all the way back with you way back there. We grew up in the same neighborhood, you know. Wow. So when when you saw him doing stuff in CIA, um, were you already rapping at that time as well? Yeah, but I was on some gangbanging shit at the same time, too, selling drugs, going across the United States, transporting dope for, uh, you know, one of my deceased family members, uh, you know. And I took the rapid thing was like a, a hobby, bro, so to speak, you know. I didn't take it serious. If I could snatch a mic up at a house party, I'd snatch a mic and bust a freestyle or something that I wrote. But my my focus was the, was the hustle, you know. And then uh, I ran into Q after he pinned the boys in the hood because of a reference of J.D. And uh, and he and I talked and laughed, talked shit to each other, got the misunderstanding cleared up. And right after that, man, Q extended his hand and was like, man, come to a concert. And then, you know, they just started to snowball. We didn't, we didn't talk after that, but shortly after that, I stopped selling dope, got a job, had a daughter, and I run back into Q. And uh, as they say, the rest is history, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's a uh, amazing. Uh, you know that that tree, that uh, branch. You know what I'm saying, ruthless, and 
and uh, Death Row and, and, and the Lynch Mob. I mean, so many hits came out of that. You know, and you're part of that, man. That's that's an amazing, huge uh, honor. I I would imagine. I mean, when you put it in, you know, I like I like the context you you got it in right now. But when you really, really sit back and break that machine down, bro, and see what the fuck Easy E and Ruthless Records really, really did for uh, us, music, our West, us as a, a culture, us as a California artists all the way up to the Bay he kind of created a model and a blueprint and then look yeah. at everything that came from that uh, M hooked up with uh, Dre 50 hooked up with them so you know a lot of careers spawned from that one little old seed of uh, uh, Easy e and Dr. Dre yeah absolutely you know um, speaking of uh, Easy um, man what was he like what do you remember most about him I was just telling my wife some shit about Easy today because I was talking about uh, we started sister at a jazz festival about a week or two ago, and uh, she was drinking eight ball and she was fucking up tall cans like it wasn't nothing. And I, I said, "Look, God bless the," I said, "God bless the memory of Easy E." And she was like, "You stupid though." We was just chopping it up like Easy and I go back to Compton. My father lived in Compton, bro. Rest his soul. And uh. Me and Easy go back to Compton. I knew Easy before I knew Q. I never knew that the connection would, uh, you know, expose itself within a year or two. But I knew Easy before I knew Q. You know, I used to be on Muriel. Easy lived on Muriel in, in Compton, over in the Kelly Parks. You know, my father lived in the South Side of Compton, in the Kelly Parks South Side, the neighborhoods, Atlantic Drive, etc. You know, Ward Lane, all of that is one big circle. So Easy had the Volkswagen. You know, I knew Easy, quote unquote, cousin horse that got killed too, that had the sack back in the day. You know, I, I grew up in Compton. I used to catch the Long Beach bus to Imperial and Imperial Highway, catch the bus to my neighborhood. You know, that's I knew everybody from everywhere. That's how JD kind of got the reputation. I was, I was with the bullshit for a long time, but I'm I'm turned down now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. That's uh, you know, that's amazing history right there. Because this is, uh, you know, uh, uh, before the Ruthless Records, you know, the McCola days. And there's so much deep McCola history Day, rooted in Bond. the West Coast. Yes. Yes. McCola, oh. Itchy Bond. Uh, this is the techno hop. This is the, this that era. This is Dre Eve after dark era. This is Dr. Dre letting J.D. fuck with the turntables at a, a, a homecoming dance for a girl's school in the early, early 80s. You know, I got some stories wow. to tell, bro. I just ain't told my memoirs yet, you know. And I fucked with Easy. I fucked with Easy Cousin Horse, rest in peace. Like I said, I ran I ran through Compton all the way to South Central. So I was a badass little youngster, bro. <laughs> I was a badass little yeah. youngster, man. All and on, in the shit. On huh? the bus system. Yeah, always in the shit. But I, I fell in love with hip-hop in 79. When I first heard Rapper's Delight, and my mother told me it was going to be a fad. You know, God bless her soul. I said, Mama, I don't even know what a fad is, but this shit here is forever. And she's like, you'll see. I said, nah, Mama. When he said the macaroni soggy, the cheese all, or the peas all mushy, and the chicken tastes like wood, I said, Ma, we get to tell jokes and tell a story over music. I said, this is here forever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and she laughed at me. And fast forward from 79 to the release of Gorillas in the Mist, not just connecting with Cube, not just connecting with, you know, Hank Shockley, Keith Shockley, Eric Sadler, and the Bomb Squad and all them cats, just fucking getting music out, period. My mother was like, you really saw this shit. You saw this shit, you know? Yeah. And uh, right then and there, man, my love for hip-hop, man, has, has never died. It died when I was in prison for a few years, but it had to, you know. They was blocking the mic. I couldn't even rap from jail. They wouldn't let me. Yeah, that's a shame me. because people like uh, X-Rated, uh, uh, Mac Dre, they were all able to release albums, you know, from inside. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that you know, you did a, you did a lot of years. But we'll get, we'll get to that here in a second. Okay, so now um, you know, NWA is blowing up and everything. Eventually, Cube branches off on his own. And uh, you're right there. You're ready to go. Were, were, you, were your plans before the lynch mob, were you going to do solo stuff? Bro, I was about to fucking get sworn to the Army that Monday. 
Wow. I rented an ice cube up over the weekend on a Saturday. Like I said, at the time, I bumped into Cube and had stopped selling drugs. Cube was about to launch uh, the project America's Most Wanted. Um, <clears throat> I swear to God to you, and this is this is the honest to God truth, this is straight facts. If I wouldn't have hollered at Cube that Saturday, that Monday, I would have sworn into the motherfucking military and been in the first Gulf War. I would have been in Desert Storm. I had a great education. I had some sense in my head. I was a high school graduate. You know what I'm saying? I hadn't had a felony conviction yet. I was doing wow. dirt like a motherfucker. But I came from a family. We we beat a lot of cases. You know what I'm saying? So once I thought I got away with everything, I kind of tried to, you know what I'm saying, calm my little hot ass down. So Q coming up to the fucking warehouse records. Real quick story. Too short. Ed Lover, Dr. Dre from WMTV Raps, Heavy D. All these cats doing it in store. So I get the security job with my homeboy, Big Melvin Swint, rest in peace. And he was the bodyguard for NWA when they first launched in the early 80s, you know. He had the dark fucking wrecking crew type shit. And um, Q comes in and sees me, says, hey, what the fuck are you doing? I said, nigga, I'm working. Nigga, what's fine? He said, man, you still rap? I said, yeah. He said, what, what, what kind of job you got? I said, I'm a security guard. I'm working at the, I'm working at the in store. He said, man, fuck that. Come outside. He said, hey, Big Mel, I'm going to take J.D. outside for a minute. Go outside, bro. He opened up the door to the sidekick, and he plays a rough copy of America's Most Wanted. You know what I'm saying? And then he let me hear the making you love to hate with the Steve Arrington beat, you know, week at the knees. I said, man, you finna fuck over the game with this. And he said, man, you want to come to New York with me? Go quit your job and come with me. Ask me how to spell my name correctly and wrote me a big-ass fucking check. I tore ass up out that motherfucker. I showed the check to Melvin and told him, man, you can keep the money you was going to pay me today. Keep that shit. I'm gone, bro. I'm gone. I'm finna roll with the lynch mob. And I swear to God, as they say, the rest is history, bro. And that's facts. Just got there just one day. I mean, that's amazing. Um, and then, uh, of course, you know, uh, later on you guys uh, put out the, uh, the lynch mob uh, first project. Man, Ankle Blues, uh, so many fucking hits on that record, man. Um, but before that, you know, we had, uh, I think it was Dazzy. It might have been Dazzy D. It might have been, no, it might have been Shorty, rest in peace. He said, uh, you know, when, when he left, when Cube left Ruthless for a while, it, it was almost like protecting the president. How crazy were those times? Um, and, and nowadays... You're cool with uh, people like Hutch from Above the Law. What's it like now making music with, you know, with him and, and others from the Ruthless camp? Well, I'm going to tell you like this because I know bullshit sells papers, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes those papers end up like that movie Friday with, uh, you know, Smokey wiping his ass with him, you know. Yeah. I say that to say this. I say that to say this. In the 90s. It was not like a fucking secret service detail. It wasn't like that. And uh, and that's that's kind of like being a bit extreme. But the honest to God truth is this, bro. It was hectic. They were mad that that motherfucker left the group, you know, and rightfully so. This motherfucker was talented. This motherfucker was, you know, that was a cadre of individuals, bro, that once the synergy and all that, that chain was broken, Shit just never was the same, but everybody made hundreds of millions afterwards. So the talent, it, well, nobody was uh, dependent on one individual. You know what I'm saying? So I told him, fuck it, kid, when you left them, you gave me a chance. I ain't letting you get that chance back to them. So whatever we got to do to keep Cube straight, if we got to square off with these cats or we got to sit down and talk to these cats or we got to come to understanding, it's Ice Cube and the lynch mob today, bro. You know what I'm saying? His misunderstanding and his separation from them brothers was his separation from them brothers. Y'all not going to just press the brother while y'all with us. And me and Shorty had a gang-banging background, bro, at the time. So we weren't just going to accept a whole bunch of bullshit. You know what I mean? And then Hutch and them, they was young, cocky, hot, straight out Pomona, you know. Uh, and they weren't going to accept no bullshit. And they was going to show Easy that, that he didn't sign no busters. You know what I'm saying? So it was just... Uh, male posturing, a lot of testosterone, uh, egos, you know, uh, real men to call it, a little hesitation, a little, you know, uh, healthy fear. And when we squabbled up in New York in 91, shit, 
Right after that, at Dub C's listening party, so ain't the damn thing changed. Me and her, uh, uh, Hutch shook hands, hug, embrace, and talked about how much bullshit that was from the beginning. It shouldn't have never happened oh, anyway. Tough. You know? Was, it, was that now, the event now, where he I mean, was walking around with a baseball bat? Man, that's, yes, it was turned up. The new music, it was the new music seminar. It was the new yeah. music seminar in 1991, bro, at the Marriott Marquis in New York, in Times Square. My motherfucking memory's so cold. You know, I can tell you everything play for play. We had King Sun with us. But like I say, I say, I'm not to say this. Hutch is a fucking genius. So I pull up on him in cocaine, and I see him at the Toyota Arena at the Mount Westmore uh, show. And this brother has found a way to get his money out of the game without letting streaming platforms in this industry pimp him for pennies. You know, yeah. so I shut the fuck up and listen to his business model because he knows what he's doing. He hustled. You know what I'm saying? He took, he did a little stretch in the pen. And the feds came back and just became a beast. So today, that young man mentality that we had back then, that couldn't possibly survive in the arena today with men playing chess mentally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it's so dope to see you guys you know, working together. Right now I'm seeing that so much unity amongst the OGs of the West Coast. It's such a beautiful thing. And while I say that, I want to say shout-out uh, to Octavius Miller, who runs the um, West Coast Hip Hop Awards, which is, I think it's coming up August 6th this year. Um, such a dope, uh, you know, thing to have to honor you guys, you know? Well, that, that, uh, I mean, I'll segue into this with that. It is, and and I told my wife before I came home, she said, what the fuck are you going to come home and do with this music? These youngsters don't listen to the OGs no more, you know. So what the fuck are you going to do with this music? What kind of impact do you intend to have and make when you come out? Because I don't want you to be disappointed when you see how this game really is. So that was just a great woman not wanting me to land on my ass or my face. And then I came out here and I saw, yes. But I came out here and I saw wasn't the motherfucking body giving props to Dr. Dre, to to Arabian Prince, to to um, the fucking L.A. Dream Team, to who else? My my man, my the great one of the greatest DJs in our city of all time, Battle Cat, one of the greatest producers on the West Coast, Battle Cat. You know, so many yeah. motherfuckers that wasn't getting their kid frost. You know, I fuck with frost. I hang out with fucking. Arturo, you know what I mean? I, I fuck with Frost. You know, Legend. I want to give that props to the OGs because nobody is giving props to the OGs and the youngsters that's rapping today. If they ain't talking about killing you, they talking about getting loaded and fucking bitches. You know? Yeah, that's there's like no the nostalgia. It's uh, they're pro they're pro every drug. Yeah. You know. And there's no, it's no nostalgia. There's no nostalgic feelings in that music. And it has a cookie-cutter shelf life that it just doesn't appeal to me all the time, bro. I can swap out 15 motherfuckers, and every beat is going to sound the same. But I can take you back to the 90s. I can take you back to mid-90s, early 2000s, and give you 15 artists, and not one of them motherfuckers' albums sound the same. Uh, every one of them was distinct to the region. Like, okay, this is Aunt Banks' production. Say that, say that. This over here yes. is, you know, yes. Africa Islam. Um, yes. You knew the sounds. Yeah. You know, style. Yes. And, 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 and when your ear identified it, you know what I'm saying? Ooh, they over there doing it like that? That's the first thing you say. Yeah. So now we inspired by that. So you know what? Sonically, Drake going to come with some shit, you know? And now Drake took some shit, and he might have took something five years, ten years ago from them and then incorporated it. They cleared the sample, and now here it is. We, we complement each other through hip-hop, through sound. This shit right now, bro, from coast to coast, it's sound the same. Yeah, no distinction, <laughs> man. No region. You know, yeah. used to know uh, who was from where, you know. Like, this is Memphis, or this is Detroit. They had their own uh, distinct sound. But uh, let's give them a taste of of this J.D.'s Revenge, man. Um, I'll tell you what, man. Let's give them this Walk It All Off, man. Uh, Tell us about this one, brother. Well, Walk It All Off is basically me uh, keeping my head together 
not getting caught up in any bullshit in prison, not getting strung out on any fucking hardcore drugs and alcohol, not getting caught up in, you know, the racist politics of the, of the institution. And with the greatest blessing of the Almighty, he let me walk out that bitch. And I walked out that motherfucker straight into the arms of my wife. So what what better feeling is that a motherfucker could receive after 28 years with virtually no motherfucking support? None. So wow. that's why I said no amount of words could express my anger. And you and you will hear the rest of it. That's what I'm talking about. We're going to talk about mm-hmm. that too right when we get back. Uh, this is J.D. walking all off off J.D.'s Revenge, available right now. Pick that up. Show support. We'll be right back. Murder Man <laughs> Show. Yeah.
yeah, you got to be able to feel that right there, man. Please go out and support that uh, JD, JD's Revenge. Man, that's hard, man. That's real hard right there. Um, you said uh, before the break, you did 28 years. Before we before we get into that, were you able at all, um, you know, doing shows with the Lynch Mob or touring, were you able to get to know Tupac at all? Oh, that was my little brother. Like, like, like a lot of people don't understand a lot of shit. I got, I got pictures of Tupac that don't nobody have. You know what I'm saying? And I don't exploit him and pimp him out like that. I put one picture of me and Pac out there, and that's all I put out there. It's a picture of me and Pac at a club one night. Rap Pages was there, but I met Pac. I met Pac. I got a cold story how I met Pac. We were in New, we were in uh, Houston, in uh, rest in peace, Trouble T. Roy. Had just passed away in Indiana off that freak accident, so Heavy had to go home, and there was a gap in the tour. So Cube shit had just passed go, and we were hot as fuck at the time, and so we filled the gap. End up meeting up with the Ghetto Boys, end up getting fucking potted out with Bushwick Bill, rest in peace. And um, it was a trip how that happened, man. We were going back to our dressing room after the show. And I can hear somebody in there getting fucked up in our dressing room. I'm like, damn, we all together. Who in there getting their ass whooped? I yank open the motherfucking dressing room door. I'm like, get the fuck up out of here. And it's Tupac fucking over a nigga stealing our merchandise. <laughs> hey, if I'm lying, if I'm lying, God killed me and my kids, bro. And I'm like, hey, that hey, sounds, hey, hey, Pac. That sounds just like him. Hey, man, Pac is on this nigga's head, fucking him up. And then pick him in his ass, pick him out the dressing room, and we we picking up the pile of stuff. I said, "What's going on, man?" He said, "This motherfucker was in the stealing for y'all. This nigga's packing up everything. This nigga he packing up everything. Saint eyes, t-shirts, all kind of shit. He packing up everything. And this is before Pac's solo career. This is Bu. You know what I'm saying? This is Hump now. This Shock G recipe. Look how many people I'm naming off, bro." You know, that have already gone and left me before I came back after 28 years. You know, so I got to pay homage to these motherfuckers through this music. I, I, don't, I don't even, I'm not even really looking for no goddamn payoff from this shit, to be honest with you. I'm trying to break off into the marijuana business with B-Real and his motherfucking entity. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's another story, you know. And B-Real been blessing the fuck out of me through uh, opportunities and all kinds of things that, you know, we're working on. So... I yeah, gotta pay homage. I gotta pay homage. Pot gone. Shock G gone. You know what I'm saying? Look at all these people Bush that gone. Shorty yeah. Bushwick Bills. And Bush. People say JD is the first motherfucker that I smoked a blunt with. You know, a lot of people say I'm the first person that smoked a blunt with them. But Bushwick Bills and my little brother Day Day, they they fucking first one I ever seen with a Philly. Bushwick Bill whipped out some backwoods on me in Houston and rolled up some. Weed. I said, well, what the fuck is this shit? He said, this is fire. You're going to love it. I said, man, this is <laughs> bullshit. I said, yeah. Phil, get this shit. So I go to my fucking luggage real quick and whoop out an ounce of weed. And it was the greenest, stinkiest shit he had grabbed, bro, from that point forward. And this is fact. Bushwick Bill created a motherfucking route to California. And he fucked with everybody from JD to Warren G to Death Row. You name it. You know what I'm saying? You name it. Because that Bushwick, uh, he, he was such a good dude. We had him on this show talking with DJ Ready Red about uh, when they first created the uh, Scarface sample uh, back in the 80s. And, and then we had uh, DJ Paul on with Bushwick Bill, and they was both clowning each other, just having a good time. I mean, it's uh, such just a humble individual, you know. Uh, but you got, you know, your rap career just starts taking off, man, and and you're you're uh, going all all over the place, meeting all these people you mentioned, like Bill, um, and then you get locked up, um, end up doing 28 years. First and foremost, how did you make it through that? I did make it through that. He brought me through that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't make it through that. You know what I'm saying? My Heavenly Father, Yahweh, Almighty, brought me through that. And I got to give him the credit because 
you know, I switched guys probably three or four times in 28 years. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what's, what's, work, what, what's going to work, shit, you know? And I just never accepted the murder, bro. I didn't kill a little brother. And shout out to, you know, everybody who know that, you know. And I understand the other side of the story. And I am empathetic. And I do, you know, uh, feel as a father, bro, at 54, at 53, 54 years old, bro, as a father, you know, looking back, you know, at your son being murdered that way, who was only like 22, 23 years old at the time, it's a hard motherfucking pill to swallow, you know. But I didn't kill him, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't come back to kill him. I came back to get some house keys and car keys that was on the coffee table, and shit went bad, and it went bad fast. And there wasn't no pulling back, so I was shielded. And the shit exploded. And afterwards, the fallout, the blowback, I just, I handled it all. You know, I said, fuck it. Fuck, I'm not finna be no rat for nobody, first of all. Period. Yeah. Because my father didn't raise me that way. And that was my value system and belief system then. You know what I'm saying? The game don't even dictate that no more. The game don't even praise that, honor that. Or celebrate that no more The only person I righteously seen Was a couple of dudes from Detroit That I know And uh, the brother Bobby Schmurter Bobby Schmurter came home like a king bro He came home His partners I don't know if they was Migos If it was Savage I don't know who, who, who blessed him But the way that they blessed him They let him know You did a nickel off a of seven bro And kept your mouth shut And let us keep doing what we do Here that's how you bless your soldiers. That's how you let them know that they sacrifices meant something to you. You know what I'm saying? Not not nobody in the lynch mob, bro. You know, nobody in the lynch mob rode that beef with me. Nobody did that time with me. Nobody pulled up and visited me. Nobody, bro, for 28 years. Nobody. Man. But the only yeah, way bro. I could come home, the only way to come home was to come home not bitter. Don't be mad at them, bro. Be better. Yeah. Be better than yourself. Be better than what you was when you came to prison. Don't be bitter. Don't be mad. Because you can't act you can't ask your son or your daughter to do something that only a grown woman can do. They they haven't had the experience to know what it means, you know, to make that sacrifice and do what a grown woman would do. Only a girl would do what a girl would do. So I was asking some Young-minded brothers like myself to do some grown man shit, and they wasn't they they didn't have that in there, so I had to get past that mad stage. Fuck the lynch mob, them niggas left me for dead, man. Showed them could have did better. T-Bone could have did better, man. Oh, lynch mob could have did better. You know, I had to get past that whiny wine ass stage, and then put my big boy drawers on and say, you know what? Fuck all that music shit, nigga. You got to do twenty-eight years, and you don't even know how you gonna do it. So, yeah. you know, fuck you have no idea how you're going to get through it, but yeah. you, you, uh, man, you soldiered through it, and, and it's an inspiration to people like C. Murder. If uh, you could say anything to him, you know, he's maintained his innocence from the beginning. I interviewed him when he first went in, you know, and he was telling me his plans when he, he him and Mac were going to get out, what they were going to do, and he's still in now. If you have anything you could say to him, what would you tell him to keep going? First and foremost, let me say this to Mac, because Mac made it back after about 19, 20 years. And I, I hope the No Limit family embraced Mac. I know you heard about that. And what I would say to C. Murder, what I would say, his, his name is Corey, ain't it? Yeah, Corey Miller. I, yeah, I, I, I would, cause that's what I'm thinking. I would tell Corey, you know what I'm saying, not C. Murder. I would tell Corey, you know what I'm saying, don't you ever in your motherfucking life accept something that you did not do, and you really are built like a tank, homie, and you really are a no-limit soldier. So don't set no limits for yourself. Don't be mad at P if he ain't done what you want him to do, and don't fucking give up on the system if them motherfuckers ain't yielded to the truth yet. You know what I'm saying? Stay soldiering up. Keep your boundaries in place. Let them niggas respect your get down, and go get that motherfucking parole date. If it come through an appeal or if it come through a parole board, go get it. 
because it's yours. And if you don't accept that murder, goddammit, you damn sure gonna go get your freedom. And I salute that nigga, straight up. A no limit salute from a, a lynch mob salute. Man, that's that's what's up right there. Hey, I'd like to see uh, um, when he gets out. I'd like to see a feature with uh, him and you. That would be dope. I want to do one with him and X-rated. I want to do one with him yeah. and X-rated. I, I'm scratch. I'm scratching shit off my bucket list. I got me one with Razzcast. Razzcast. I'm on a couple of songs with Razzcast. He jumped on my record, and I jumped on the shit with him and Ren. So, yeah, C-Murder and X-Rated, oh, my God. Because we walked down some time, bro. Mac walked down some time, bro, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Between you, him, C-Murder, and um, X-Rated, that's a a century. Yeah, damn near 100 years. Damn near 100 years. Easy. Easy. So, I mean... I was spared for some reason, and if that reason was to go make this music and give it back, I'm telling you, you're going to trip off the summer releases. I'm about to drop some shit that's just going to change the game. I'm giving it up for everybody that came before me, and that's how I'm going to keep giving it up. I got stories to tell. I'm weaving the tale of my motherfucking incarceration in between there. Yeah, you're, you know, you're definitely you're, paying, you're making it happen. Homage. You know, you, know, you come I'm, out the I'm gate because um, you, you've been out about roughly about a year, just a little bit over a year, right? Yeah, about uh, the 20th of this month made a full year in one month, made 13 full months. So within that time, I'm going to tell you this. All, I, all I've done was grind, record, go to work, come home, hang out with my wife. Be a cheer dad. Try to reach out to my children and fuck with my older children because they all grown women now. So you know, I, I I respect them in their spaces and their lives and their stations in life. And uh, I try to live my best life every day. I don't give a fuck. I don't cry about shit. And this motherfucker Ice Cube, man, he's a genius. A lot of people want me to be mad at that brother. I refuse to be. That motherfucker's a genius. And I had a great conversation with him. And that's why I keep doing what I'm doing. Because what I'm doing is the same shit I watched him do for 28 years. That model didn't fail him. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be stupid. I'll be stupid not to get out. Yeah, I'll be stupid not to get out and follow that model right there. He has a family model, a business model, you know, a social responsibility. You know, he ain't perfect. But that motherfucker, he, he he move a right way, and I like people who move that way. Yeah, yeah, he, he definitely uh, he has the ability to reinvent himself and and to do different things, you know, uh, to stay relevant all these years later, you know. Uh, but speaking of uh, you know NWA members, man, you're on the the new um, MC Ren EP. Shout out to MC Ren. Um, he hasn't dropped the EP in years. He he dropped a single about ten years ago called Rebel Music. That got me so amped. I'm like, man, I gotta hear an album now. So I'm so happy uh, he did this. How does it feel to be on that project? Well, shout out to MC Ren first and foremost because MC Ren is a fucking West Coast rap pioneer who has Hall of Fame status, been inducted, and has earned his motherfucking place in there. You know. And this was an honor, you know, not only a privilege, but a straight-up honor. And shout-out to uh, The Chill, you know, from Compton's Most Wanted and Boom Docs Production, bro, because the shit that they put together, I promise you, anybody who like real fucking hip-hop, anybody, there's a whole new sound that has been reinvented out here, bro. And I'm watching it happen. And you talked about the reunification of these Gs out here. That was my goal. That was my ultimate goal. I wanted to motherfucking bring everybody together without telling them that's what I was trying to do. Because if you tell them that, somebody going to want to be in charge of that. But if you just do it and find a way to pay homage and give affirmation to all these cats who really are distinctive dudes in their own right, still talented, very creative. These dudes are cinematographers. These dudes are videographers. These dudes are bad motherfuckers. They produce music. They're producers. They're not beat makers. They're producers. They play instruments. 
you know, you don't get a lot of that shit today, man. You get a motherfucking cookie cutter ass beat that sound the same, and niggas shovel it out like through assembly line. These dudes right here still take their time. So fucking with Ren? Huh? No brainer. I've been knowing Lorenzo Patterson and his brother Charles Patterson for fucking 40 something years, bro. Since 79, 80. I grew up with yeah. them niggas in Compton. His brother was in the pen with me at Tehantropy. Ren used to come visit his brother. Ren is real. And that's why I say it was an honor to be on that record because every motherfucking body on that record are, are they, they real motherfuckers. Hutch, J.O. Felony, you know what I'm saying? You got Razzcat, you got The Chill, and then, you know, Unk, and, and, you know, the villain, you know, he quarterback in this place, you know, he and he shut it down. Man, that shit was, that was, wow, that's history. Wait till motherfuckers get this record on June the 3rd. Man, I, I can't wait. Uh, check that out, man. Yeah, it is. It is it's some dope shit. And I've been I've been riding around with the song that I'm on for about two and a half months now. Just playing that motherfucker every day until it burnt. I damn near burnt. It's, I just love it. The lineup, the way Chill brought in the instrumentation. Um, it's 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 rugged. It's angry. You know. It's it's not grainy. But it sounds like it should be grainy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the chill is a genius. He's a musical uh, genius in his own right, man. Uh, we've uh, been blessed to interview him a few times. Super talented producer, very underrated. But he's holding it down for many West Coast artists right now. So fuck yeah, he is. You know, he did put it all together for me. He did put it all together for me. I came by the boom docks one day, and I'm asking, what, 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 what you doing with that B? And the corrupt said, he needs to get a motherfucker to you, J.D. Tell him, give it to Unk. Give it to Unk. He'll get a motherfucking beat to Unk. So I said, well, what you going to do with that? That's picture me rolling. That's hot, nigga. I'll rap over a Tupac beat. He said, nah, this ain't this. This, this is the melody. This is the music, but this ain't that beat. And then I listened to the beat, and then I said, you know what? I'm going to do this song. I'm gonna, I called it The Legacy. She was like, let's call it Put It All Together. Let's put something together where we pay homage to everybody. So I said, well, fuck it. You know, in between the hooks, instead of having the hook where you sing, I'm just going to give a shout-out to everybody, you know, the pioneers of the West, you know, the pioneers, too short, all of them. The pioneers of the West. Yeah, absolutely. I tell you what, let's give it one more song. Then I want to come back and um, I want to close it out. I got the homie Sim from France. He's got a couple questions for you. Man, we got so many uh, dope tracks off this EP. I don't even know which to choose. But uh, man, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna give him um, JD's Revenge, man. Give him this JD's Revenge, my, man. Don't give him JD's monster. Revenge. That's my. That's that's a lot of passion in that song. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, definitely, man. We'll be right back with JD, man. It's been this has been dope as hell. Don't go nowhere. Inmate Cooper, prepare to be escorted to receiving and release. Give me your full name and CDCR number. Yeah, your ride waiting for you at Sally Court. Here's your JPEG debit card. Spin it slow. I'll see you soon. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Up in the pit for like 20 
28 years and I plotted Niggas get up in my lane, I'm clutching this thing On mamas, I'm aiming and knocking Hey bro, fuck all these hoes, I gotta get slow On mobsters, these bitches, it's problem So I stick to the strip with a stick on my hip Get money from London to Compton El Veterano, yo you don't know the killers I know This time with Uso, the new rules, Mexicano Son of shade, hood nigga with them gunaways A hundred nights, hundred days And I'm still running plays From the cell to the street From the yard to the beat From the bread to the meat From my head to the feet Nigga come and get money with a trail nigga bitch I hopped off the porch on some real nigga shit Kill them all, baby. Don't say shit. They screaming bloody murder. While all of my kids must die. Kill, 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 Nigga, you whack, your shit don't knock, it don't slap In fact, bitch, nigga, the whole yard won't take money back Success ain't on my wall, bitch, it's in me So simply, yo, solution, today is envy I never let a bitch, nigga, steal a nigga thunder Never let a stop, bitch, get a nigga number Work too hard to put these plays in motion Revenge, success, success, revenge is potent Fuck what you heard, bitch, I'm my own boss Me and Ice Cube, cool as Gatorade Frost a little time talking shit to the ball. Find the words, JD. Fuck what it call. Resume normal program. Now it's your recall. Lock it up. You ready for count? Watch me ball. Talk about movies, marijuana, and music. I know my next tattoo now. Just do it. <laughs> Don't say Black Dog Balls, the owner of Murder Dog. I said, you know about Ask Every X. 
Well, I'm, I, I apologize a little bit, bro. Uh, your accent is kind of strong. I got a piece of that. Yeah, slow down just a little bit, Sin. <laughs> no, I just mentioned that uh, you would you would go good as a featuring with uh, Ascari X from Oakland. He's oh, a, oh Ascari X. X. Yeah, Ascari X. Yes, 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 from Oakland. Yes, I know Ascari X. Yeah, yeah that would be his first good one. Right, it was Black Gorillas, and he was uh, in his Gorillas in the Mist, too. <laughs> yes, that was Gorillas in the Mist. Gorillas in the Mist did go gold, and uh, and that was back in the day when Ascari X was doing War to the State. You know, he had right. just came home. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So, can you tell us about the, the song Planet of the Apes, who was produced by Dr. Jam, and the, the bass guitar was by Max Sims? It's not like a, a gamble funk song. Can you tell us about this one? Well, I, I, I like I like some of the stuff on there, but, you know, I was kind of, um, I felt some type of way, you know, because I, all the stuff that I was writing for that project was taken off of that project, and that's when I was arrested. So I didn't make it to Planet of the Apes, you know. I didn't make it to that mm. project, and I was replaced with another mm. member of the group at the time. Yeah, yeah, he, oh. he was on the, uh, the very first project. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know. Yeah, and and uh, from um, Gary in the Mist, uh, you and your heroes, what was real political song? Maybe can tell us about this. So, yes, it reminds sometimes the, 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 the masterpiece song, My Ghetto Heroes. Well, you know, You and Your Heroes, it, it, it's actually a 30-year-old song, and it was perfect for the time because we were tired of having, uh, you know, the stereotypical uh, black man be portrayed as like a villain or a bad guy or someone that you're not supposed to look up to. And we were given all these different images of what we were supposed to uh, call heroes. And, you know, you know, fucking with Ice Cube at the time, Shorty with rest in peace with the lynch mob and uh, with the nation of Islam. And it was just so much information. We had to find the beauty in us before we found the beauty in others. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That's what I think about my ghetto heroes of P. The same kind of message, also. Yes, yes. Um, can you tell us about the, the label uh, Lunchbox Records, Records? At first, was called Street Knowledge Records, funded by Ice Cube at time. Well, it was Street Knowledge Productions. That was started right. with Ice Cube and Pat Charbonnet. Now, Lunchbox Records is Ice Cube's label, and I really can't. Uh, explain anything about that because that label launched in about 1995, if I'm correct. So I was incarcerated at the time. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, that was a little bit afterwards. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, man. He, he's been incarcerated since uh, uh, for 28 years, just been out a year, yes. a little bit over a year. Yes. Um, Absolutely. Man. I tell you what, uh, huge, huge props to you, man, and I wish you nothing, you and your family, nothing but success. And uh, I can't wait to hear what you got coming, uh, man. Would you be willing to uh, come back on the show when Volume Two drops? Absolutely, bro. That's what I'm talking Absolutely. about, man. Let me know. You. You. I knock it out for you, and we keep the working relationship moving forward as we should. Let me know what I can help you with. I'll let you know what you can help me with. That's what I'm talking about. And man, as we get out of here, man, we're gonna give them end of discussion, man. Thank you. Okay. Before we go, let me give a shout out real quick. Oh. oh yeah, my bad, my bad, brother. Go ahead, my Before bad. Go, I wanna... Okay. Before we go, I wanna give a shout out to my wife. She held me down. She been rocking with me, she been rolling with me. And that's PJ Cooper. And that's Creole Beauty 44 on the gram. I want to give a shout-out to the entire lynch mob, starting with Ice Cube all the way down the list to the first lady, Miss Yo-Yo. And I want to give a shout-out to Dialansky, you know, Pyro Flow Music. I want to give a shout-out to the Coin Academy, and I want to give a shout-out to the Boom Docs, you know, CGR, Film Entertainment, and everybody else out there that I miss, 
I love you. Much love and respect. End of discussion. And that's what I'm talking about. Uh, thanks again for coming on the show. We'll uh, get Absolutely. up with you real soon. And everybody, please yes, support sir. the projects that JD puts out. Uh, you you want to give them your, your info one more time, uh, Instagram and stuff? One more time. I'm, I'm, I'm at JD is free. That's J-D-E-E-I-S-F-R-E-E. Uh, you got JD Lynch Mob on Twitter, and you got JD Cooper on Facebook. Other than that, you might catch me on Cameo. I'm doing shout-outs, birthdays, bar mitzvahs, quinceaneras. Hey, I'm hustling. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah, man. That's what I'm talking about. Huge honor. This is End of Discussion, J.D. off J.D.'s Revenge, Volume 1. Pick that up. Ain't no time for fun. 
I guess we have to show them something. It's least my mafia. We've been here. End of discussion. Ain't no more talking, nigga. We're just going to chalk it out. Go crazy, my boy. 